0: every time every time every time you I'm think like, you're not gonna cry but no i'm like a veteran <laughs> a veteran hearing the national anthem every it's like uh um it just it chokes me up
1: yeah it it's like what whitney houston sang
0: oh or was that
1: or wrote, yeah, yeah i mean sure same z's right
0: Pretty um much. <laughs> i mean look we could just fuck around all day but we have a great guest do you want <laughs> yeah i mean, you you always do the better introductions do you think so I think you do actually.
1: Actually, I was gonna do it anyway because. Okay. I think Sully likes me more than he likes you.
0: I don't know. We're fast <laughs> becoming best. We're fast becoming best friends.
1: And so. I don't like it, by the way. I don't I know like it. i my soulmate now.
0: Person. I know. I know. But I it
1: is—it's actor. It's comedian. Writer. But it is Sully McCullough, Everybody, lose it. Ooh.
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. Nice. Coming up front. I yeah. like that. Yes. Jenny. you just went right to it. You're like, uh, he's done some things. No, and... he's a
1: comedian. He's a stand-up comedian.
0: He's crazy yes.
1: legs. Come on. Yeah. Yes. I Come found on. that out
0: right. the last right. time we were going. I think it's like, holy shit, you were crazy. I, I like, had to confirm <laughs> You were crazy legs. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 did, I, you can't touch that. You had a fantasy sequence. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you laugh.
1: That's one thing, Suli. I have to tell you, just before we even get started, watching you, like when we've done stand-up and everything, and you will do a set, and then you throw that in, if people don't, like you'll just go, oh, but you know, I was crazy. The whole audience was like, oh shit, that is crazy.
2: (laughs) It's really, it's really, really weird. Like, I've done a few sets now that I'm vaxxed. I'm not bragging, I'm just saying. And the other night, I was like, you know what, all right, I'm just going to just put it out there. And so I did like, I I did it in the middle, like just sort of threw it away. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Let's just let people know if they've made a comedy choice to go out and sit outdoors and watch some comedy. Here's a little bonus for you. And the second I said it, there was this couple to the left of me and she just shouted out, yeah, that's you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, I felt, I mean, I, I like, I felt that way also, I, I, when, when, I, when it came up, I was like, I, I wanted to confirm it
1: for you. <laughs> <laughs> we were, I, I was talking to Danny on the phone. I'm like, you know, Sue. like, I'm like, oh, I love Sue. We got to get him on the podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, he was crazy. Like Danny, there was just this hush. I thought yeah. I lost you like connection wise. Wow. Right? And he was like, holy <laughs> shitty, <laughs> are you
2: kidding me? You know, what's funny is I spent like the year and a half before uh, the pandemic touring with sean wayans and sean just called me out of the blue right one day he's like do you want to go do some shows together and i was like yeah cool and you know like his his fans you know are my fans too but they don't know it yes so that was where i really got to see firsthand like that character really means something to people like in a very you know, I don't trip out like that. I I don't trip off it, and it's like it's part of the past, and you know, sure. it's like I'm proud of it. But right. I every now and again, I do see like like reflections of oh, people really like that character a lot. Like people dress up as Crazy Legs for Halloween. Right. Right? Like that's that's a trip in and of itself. Like gotta be. It's weird. It's like I created a character that people are for Halloween. Like I I created a Halloween character. Right. Like That's
0: that's insane oh, that's um big i get that i give me chills just talking about it i get it that's big i, I mean it's like you're a, a cultural touchstone it's a big deal
2: it's and, it's it's pretty cool like i was i was doing shows with sean in florida and it was like a second show and we were just doing two-person shows where i would go up cold and you know i'd get a generic intro and i'd do my set and then i'd make reference to it and it literally like the room would explode and then, you know, I do my thing, I bring Sean up, he does his thing. So I, you know, would watch on set sometimes. This dude came up to me once and he just kind of hovered around my area. Yeah. And he goes, "Dude, this is this is going to sound weird, but he goes, "Man, that that character is really great." And I was like, "Cool, thanks, man." And then he kind of like walked away, And then he came back. He goes, "I I can't believe I'm talking to you, like that is really great. <laughs> and it was like, you know, you just don't get that kind of feedback for something that you created, because yeah. usually you make it, you hope that it does what it needs to do to get yeah. you a, another job. Right. And, yeah. You know, if it doesn't, you go, ah, you know, and then you yeah. just start over. But it is it, it. That was the cool thing about touring with him was I got to really see yo people
0: like some stuff that you've made
1: yeah
2: no that's so,
0: i mean that's huge and for you know i, I it took me a while because he to me he's always been sw1 but yes, um I mean, yes. so but you're talking about sean wayans probably. yes
2: yes yes i am yes SW1. yes wasn't that and his name on in
0: living color he was, SW1. It was SW1. and that's
2: where and that's when we first became friends i did a i did a sketch on in living color Called the Homeboy Shopping Network. Oh, I remember. Oh, it. I remember yes. that. Oh, A oh. what? What? <laughs> what? All right. Here's the. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna give all my obscure credits.
0: I want. Yeah. No, I do it. Yeah. Because you were. Please. I'm. I'm gonna jump in on one thing because I did. I wanted to just like I, before we we're having you on. I just want to look at some of the other stuff. Okay. I, you were on Mister Show. I was
2: on Mister Show. That's another lifeguard.
0: obscure one. It, uh, yeah. I the, was like that's that really.
2: The Close. life, yeah, I yeah. The life raft was. I mean, it's it's a very funny sketch. Great sketch, uh, and I play the jilted lover that uh, shows up out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> on the I'm raft. swimming in the water, and I climb into the raft uh...
0: to a huge like a little yes, yes. yeah.
2: Well, the funny thing is, like that character was based on a real guy on one of those Jerry Springer episodes. And that's how he dressed. It was Fabian, Fabian was his name. Oh, oh that's right, it, that's right. Yes, and he had, he kind of was Prince-ish. Yeah. Like he had this big pompadour and dressed in purple and had his chest oh, out, I- like I often do.
0: Yeah. I've been hiking with Sui now twice. I could have been three times, right? he won't you know, the guy takes, he's like, McC- he's a black McConaughey. Yes. He never puts his, he never puts his yes. shirt Yes, I'm always walking around with my shirt off.
2: Uh, <laughs> So people like that. Uh, I also was in the new clan sketch on Mister Show, which oh what was the that? Ku Klux Klan was trying to rebrand themselves. <laughs> that that sketch is actually timeless. That's more timely now than it was when it first came I think, out. So I the think the Klan, they remember the
0: sketch. Yeah, the clan to... was
2: trying to rebrand themselves, and they were now more inclusive and user friendly. <laughs> so it was a commercial for the new
0: clan. How did you get associated with Was that just an audition or did you did No, you, you know, group? it
2: was funny as like, I was friends with those guys, you know, just from being in the clubs and stuff. And they would workshop their stuff at the HBO workspace. I remember and, I saw them there. And so yeah. I would just do sketches every now and again with those
0: guys. I was in the Mr. Show movie too. So that oh, was, the, the, yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, what's the guy's name? The, um, uh, the, the guy on Cops, I'm um, David cross character. What was that? character? Yes.
2: Was? Um, I forget. I forget. I'm not that good. It, okay.
0: um, <laughs> We're getting up there.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then the, and then the other thing that people really like as in terms of obscure things that I've done, I guest starred on married with children and I played this guy that worked at a record shop that knew every record. <laughs> uh The record shop was called final vinyl and Al Bundy had this song in the on the on the tip of his tongue that he couldn't remember i remember and, this episode <laughs> and and he went to final vinyl and he hummed the song and i knew exactly what it was that's amazing yeah I so i i have these very like when i work damn it i oh, work
0: look you know you you come in you're the closer i, you know, am. In there, I am yeah, yeah I, mean, I am you, i'm i'm jamal crawford give uh, me another one uh,
2: that comes off the bench and i
0: score i yeah. score well this is fantastic. Give me another one. Give me something else. I mean um,
2: uh... Well, okay. This is I'm going back to Atlanta next month for my daughter's graduation. Uh-huh. She's graduating from Spellman. And when I'm in Atlanta, yeah. I'm in total dad mode, right? Like I'm not even thinking about anything remotely Hollywood. But I was on the Jamie Foxx show and I did play yeah. Jamie Foxx's good friend Mouse. Mouse uh-huh. Dwayne Abercrombie. That's... Was my character's name. I did 25 episodes of the 100 episodes. Wow. And so when I go to Atlanta, I instantly become either mouse or
0: crazy legs. So those are. (laughs) You're like, it's like when Tony Soprano took his daughter to college, he couldn't escape yes uh, yes that, yes that's, that's, so it's like that's your life when you're yeah no that's amazing yes yes well, uh, congratulations to your daughter that's amazing yeah that's, yeah it's great i'm
2: excited for her we're going back next uh next month they're having a ceremony when when the pandemic hit i had to fly out there on a red eye move her out you know uh real quick and it was like going back in time because when we locked down we were in total lockdown yeah. uh, we took it very seriously and going back to the south it really was like traveling in time. Like, I was yeah. like, you guys don't know what's coming, but it's not going to be good. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, no. I mean, my daughter had to graduate like remotely at home. So I, yes. I yeah, yeah. She was, that was, and that, um,
1: that's, and that's so heartbreaking too. Cause I think if I didn't get to graduate from like when I graduated from college, like what a
2: huge deal. It oh, was. It's, it's, it's tremendous. T- like, I'm, I mean, I'm still hyped about my college graduation. <laughs> And I'm a full grown adult
1: I remember playing and I'm walking in the Coliseum at Sam Houston State University. I'm like teary eyed. I can't believe it. I'm thinking, I can't
0: believe that was taken
1: away from. It's it's it's
0: terrible. Last semester of your senior year, what could be more? I still like, I'm like, I'm some of my favorite times happened right then.
2: Well, you know, what's interesting is my daughter right before the pandemic, they did her senior trip where they went to puerto rico her and her girlfriends went to puerto rico and then they went to miami for the weekend right wow. and so i had some friends in miami i hooked them up with a table at live right which oh goodness, you know, a yes. hot club oh, which, you yeah. know bottle was gonna service. Get yeah <laughs> bottle service all of that right i had hooked it up for them the day they got to miami miami was shutting down for the pandemic so my daughter flies back to Atlanta. I jump on a red eye that night and fly back to move her out. And yeah. so I feel like this graduation trip next month, we're going to do all the stuff in Atlanta that we're we're going to close it up. Like I'm going we're going to Magic City. We're going to have we're going to have lemon pepper wings in Magic City. There you it's, go. It's <laughs> we're we're doing it for real. We we'll, we will also go to the uh the Civil Rights Museum just to mix it up. Well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, no, yeah. Get,
0: that's fun. So
2: it's, so we're gonna do, you know, we're gonna do it all. Magic City and the Civil Rights Museum. So yeah, like, you know, just cause I'm a good dad.
0: Like, yeah, no, you're I'm the same way. It's like for me it's like, you know, it's, it's strip clubs and uh, um and the Holocaust Museum. I was at uh one of my kids' school trips was to the Holocaust out here called the Museum of Tolerance. Mm-hmm. And the, I've been there. Yeah, the greatest so name for a museum too. Oh my god! Just yes. deal with yes. It, yes. Okay. Great. deal with it. Right. Yes. And 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 um and uh you know the corn dogs there best in the. <laughs> uh, I didn't but, know uh,
2: that. I didn't. I didn't. But know yeah, that.
0: but I was when we were waiting there, like somebody, like there were a bunch of people. Was like they were fighting about getting in line and stuff, and like there was this thing, and I was just like, I had like the greatest line. It's like. It's the Museum of Tolerance. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was a big applause line. You yeah. got an applause break at a museum. You an applause break in line at the Museum of Tolerance. That's fantastic. I, that's I good actually, work. That's good work.
2: Know, that's the was, reason. That's the reason we are fast becoming friends, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah.
0: That's all that mattered. I, uh, I was riding high. It was like I was, I was smiling all through the exhibits. You know. Yeah. I mean, I know. yeah. But it was.
1: Uh, yeah. I remember going to Amsterdam a few years back, and like I was in line to and frank's house and there were people that were like how fucking long do we have to wait i'm like no guys i (laughs) think maybe we can put a pen in the attitude yes yes i feel like miss frank did it yes
2: i think she waited longer yeah (laughs) well i love i love going to civil rights museums and i love experiencing that that quasi guilt that happens from yeah. you know people that are like you know we've got to do this and get into like everyone lets you go in front of them like it's the the guilt is hilarious like I like looking too at the at the people where I'm like oh yeah I, you belong in this museum like right. I saw a dude at the civil rights museum wearing a kente cloth belt and I was oh. like yep yeah. yep yeah. you can go in front of me sir right. but- oh, no
0: no no <laughs> you absolutely you're cosplaying Get in yes here, you know? yes
2: <laughs> i want you to have the full throttle experience of what this is Was yeah it I like, want to be pelosi and chuck schumer with their
1: uh the, the yes it, uh,
2: yes exactly that exactly that but i love the kente cloth belt because that's just like i'm gonna subtle represent and i don't want my pants to sag
1: yeah, That's <laughs> I'm sagging
2: a- sends a whole different.
0: It's message. a dual
1: purpose, guys. Yes, it is. It's a dual
0: accessorizing, and then yeah. yeah,
1: it's like a boomerang when uh, Witherspoon's like, "I got secret mushroom, mushroom yep. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Guess what? It yeah. cloth on the inside."
0: <laughs> That's so yeah. fucking funny. That's so funny, and uh, we were talking about before, but like, where was like your start in comedy, and how did that how did that kind of come about? Did you always like? When you were like in school, was like like were you gonna be a comedian or were you gonna Okay,
2: here here's the thing. I was a little different than most stand-ups where I like to say I was the smart class clown. Yes. And well, what I mean I by that is I could make the kids in my class laugh, but then I would answer the teacher's question correctly. Uh-huh. So I I learned how to play both sides. So I get the laugh and get the right answer.
0: And so I wasn't a disruptor. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, you and I, it's so funny that we have so much weird shit in common. That was exactly how I described myself. So I would, I could make the kids laugh, but that was a laugh. I didn't care about as much, but I could also make the adults laugh. Yeah. So I, yeah. I had one teacher who really didn't like me. Um, <laughs> and I would try and do jokes. I tried try and charm. I couldn't. One time he sent me down to the principal's office cause I got a big laugh that was I smart. I don't remember what it was, but I, I never was like using whoopee cushions. I wasn't, you know, I was like, right. I, yeah, you
2: were, yeah, you had
0: real yeah, be clever, but yeah. the vice principal of our school thought I was the funniest guy in the world. So I would get sent down to the vice principal. And then yeah. I, we would, I, I basically would do a set for the vice principal. That's fantastic. I <laughs> so love it. So I am with you. I mean, the bigger, I, I,
2: I think my first, like my first kind of like, when I knew I was inching towards it, in high school, I did the morning announcements, oh. and that would be in the you know in, in the school office, and I would do the announcements, and then I would conclude with a dumb joke of the day, and <laughs> I'd frame it as the dumb joke of the day, which was, I didn't realize it, but I was actually protecting myself, and I was smart by doing that because yeah. I lowered the stakes, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. calling it the dumb joke meant I'm not putting too much on it. Right. So that was a free space to work material for sure.
0: I It's so crazy. I did the morning announcements too. And I worked out. Look at this. See? <laughs> See? Doing that. Yeah. I would like on the bus ride into school or, you know, I would frequently like be working on like, what's the comedy bit I'm going to do here. And, and, like, yes, and yeah. then yeah. go get into the app. Yeah. This is so goddamn weird. <laughs> 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 my, my experience, they wouldn't let the students do
1: the announcements because we were terrible but i was an office aide so that meant for one period i would go to all the classes and give notes for teachers or whatever and sometimes it would be like oh that kid's in trouble and that was my way of like practicing my you know my shtick of like yes okay this kid did this all right knock knock yeah enrique (laughs) guess who's in trouble today (laughs) Uh,
2: you had your you had your guest star (laughs) entrances
1: yeah i could open the door and like
2: hi and then shut the door <laughs> yeah funny. So, funny. so so okay, okay. so You're like but like to, our class to, to get me like pa- that was like the introductory stages and yeah. i always paid attention to stand up like i oh, really where are you from first uh, i'm i was born in los angeles okay. but i grew up in northern california okay so i went to cupertino high school my junior high was across the street from apple computer i don't know maybe <laughs> you've heard of it uh and I spent two years at San Jose State before transferring to UCLA. Wow. And at San Jose State, they had a comedy competition, but they held it in the pub. And I wasn't old enough at the time to be in the pub, but I remember this the way this pub was, was uh, situated, they had windows so you could see the people drinking inside of the pub and having fun and wow. i just remember while this competition was going on i was outside looking into the window like if i could just <laughs> get there so yeah that was like the that was the like that pivotal moment where i think i saw my future and yeah. just had to figure a way to get there but i didn't i didn't start doing stand up until i transferred to ucla we had a comedy club at ucla We would get together, like, once every couple of weeks, work, help each other with our material, and we would do shows in the dorms for our fellow students. And we we had a budget where they would hire one working comic. And because it's L.A., and, you know, like, it was the best of the best. So that's where I met, like, you know, David Spade and, you know, like, working comics that were just about to pop right and that was like my bridge into stand-up and also like when we were in college we were really resourceful we used to pitch comedy shows to the fraternities for their rush week activities we would charge them a budget wow and we would pay like we would book one of these known comics that was you know local and in the circuit so <laughs> it was a way to sort of befriend working comics put money in their pocket where they didn't have to go on the road which was yeah. better than a one nighter in town like when yeah. i when i think back about that i kind of wish i still had that hustle now yeah cuz like it really i really was kind of ahead of the curve in that way you know yeah.
0: It's kind of genius. I, mean, be, I think about it. You guys were, you, you, sounds like you were in art now. Are any of the guys who were in that comedy club, are any of them, uh, did, did people, are yeah, like, a,
2: a, um, a couple, like, uh, there was a, there was a guy, Fred Tatashore who, uh, is a writer now, um, uh, pretty successful writer. Chris Spencer, who, uh, you know, is a, is a regular at the comedy store and, you know, producer of 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 a bunch of different things. Yeah. Me and him were really good friends uh in, in college and we kind of like, you know, sort of held down comedy at UCLA. You know what I mean? Like we right. yeah. it, it was just funny how when I think back about it, it was like that early twenties, I'm I'm the funniest thing ever, cockiness. Yeah. yeah. Like you have no idea just how not funny you are in the big right. scheme of things yeah but cockiness and bravado get you everywhere you know oh, oh my god 100
0: <laughs> it's amazing what confidence can do yes and, yeah <laughs> and it's I mean, also, um, it's, what's amazing about it is it's like in, in co- confidence gets you everywhere but it's like show business and performing it create it it attracts the most insecure brittle of us absolutely yeah. so absolutely it's like it's this weird shit because I always feel and when, whenever I act confident, I'm just doing a fucking character.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm just comfortable
0: playing. Yeah. It's like a character piece. It's yeah. like me not self-loathing for a couple minutes.
2: Well, it's so funny. Like when I think back about those early years, like I started when I was 19, and I ended up. This was the thing, I'll, I'll, I, and I haven't even told you that. Like, so that's what we were doing at UCLA. All right, I want to get to the break. Jerry Jerry Seinfeld did a show at ucla and four of us from the comedy club got to open for him and we each did five minutes like the opener had 20 minutes so they divided it amongst us and i remember being so cocky back then that i was like five minutes like (laughs) (laughs) i almost i almost decided to take myself off the show so my friends could have an extra minute and a half like like (laughs) like it's insane that's cocky. the the level of cocky that was five minutes like how are you going to reduce me to five minutes
1: like i'm just getting
2: warmed up son at exactly i have upwards of 12 minutes of comedy so jerry's managers george shapiro was in the audience afterwards he approached me and he said i think you have a lot of talent Wow. and give me a call. And at the time, oh this is how naive I was. Super cocky, but really? naive. Yeah. I didn't know who George Shapiro was. Of course. why would I you? had, uh, yeah, why would I?
0: Yeah. I, I
2: I'm I'm at UCLA. Yeah, yeah, yeah 12 yeah. minutes of comedy. George Shapiro should know who I am. Exactly. I don't to know George Shapiro So I had a friend that was a little more established, uh-huh. uh, my friend Jordan Brady, who's a director. Uh-huh. And I called Jordan Brady and I said, you know, this guy, George Shapiro gave me his business card. Should I call him? Is he, is he legit? Right. (laughs) I think I said, is he legit? Yeah, There's no internet to Google this shit. (laughs) And so, and so Jordan goes, that's one of the biggest managers in comedy. Right. And so then I had to act like I was cool and go, yeah. All right. Well, I guess I'll call him. (laughs) (laughs) This this week's kind of packed, but I'll get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I got a midterm in two weeks. Yeah. I'll I'll circle back with you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Don't worry. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. What happens on that call? Do you call him? Not only did I call him and he said, I want to meet with you. Once (laughs) again, this is like how cocky I was at the time. I go, yeah, cool. We should have a meeting. My friend Chris Spencer also does comedy. You should meet with him too.
1: Oh, you're a good friend on top of cocky. I am uh, like on, yeah,
2: aside from being cocky, I am a good friend. And yeah. George thought that that was so thoughtful
0: and revealed like my character. It does because it does. this is not <laughs> this is not a prevalent thing like when I was in that world, it's like people are not like it's like there's a limited number of spots. Most people. Yes. 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 It's like, and here
2: I am trying to get my friend in. Yeah. You're in. Right. It's like, yeah. yeah and, and so other comics are like, oh, you need to
1: get past at the store. I'm like, how do I do that? They're like, well, fucking good luck. I don't. Yeah. Know. Right. Right. Yeah. I can't
2: help you there. Right. <laughs> so George took the meeting with both of us, even though he was, he was really just interested in me. Huh? They ended up signing me. I still had a year left of school. And that's when I started emceeing at the laugh factory in the improv wow and so that was it was great because signing with george shapiro legitimized the dream of doing stand-up and you know it was like i knew this was going to be a real career path for me that's amazing. how how cocky did you get after that <laughs> well here's the funny thing was when i when i started emceeing in the club. I started to hear, you know, I mean, you're you're just working with the best of the best. Like that's yeah. when Seinfeld was still doing guest spots during the week. That's yeah. when uh, it was the early '90s. So like I gra- I graduated college in '90. So it was when Tom and Roseanne were in the clubs. Right. It was, you know, like Janine Garofalo was in the clubs. Adam Sandler was still doing spots in the clubs. Like like it was a really interesting time to be in the clubs, and and it was like this. This wave of comics that were just about to super blow up. So yeah. even though i I was cocky about being funny, I still respected the fact that I was in the A list of talent. Yeah,
0: and yeah. uh, and
2: and as and I and I was emceeing, and so I was just in awe of everyone that I was working with. You know what I mean? And. Right. You know and like and and it was interesting too, because I would hear at the time oh he's he's good, but he's green, and that would just frustrate me so much- like you know what I mean like no yeah. one like you know no one wants to be called green, yeah, right. but I had to accept that dude, you're like you just brought up Jerry Seinfeld or you know, and like during that time that's when like Rodney Dangerfield would drop by and do guest spots, or- so I just felt like. I was blessed with being in this this world with the best comedians, and even though I was I was confident and cocky, I still was like, "You're getting the ability to learn from the best." Yeah, on a nightly basis, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I, I feel the same way. I I don't want to be surrounded by people that are. Uh, not as like, I want, I want to be the worst in a group of really good comics because I'll yes, like, yes, I, I, yes. they'll push me to be better. I don't want to yes. be like, the greatest comic. Cause I'm not yes. <laughs> like, let me be around people that are that like, who was someone for you though, that you looked up to, like, as you were growing up, like, who was a comedian that made you, was there someone that you saw that you were like, shit, this is what I want to do.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it, it sounds weird to say this now, given what's happened, but I was, really influenced by cosby early on yeah Um,
1: i was
0: (laughs) i I see that because you did drug me on one of our (laughs) and i was like like, oh man this guy it's like i can see the early influences i'm
1: kind of glad you said that before i was gonna leave that out but
2: and i totally set myself up like (laughs) you know it's like that's a but in fairness Cosby's all drug game was on. All my childhood court. heroes that I I love are now in trouble. Woody Allen, yeah, you know Cosby, OJ Simpson
0: apparently <laughs> used to be a good football player. Right. Wait, what? 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 what I, OJ Simpson, the, the the football player? What What happened? He stole, he
1: stole <laughs> some things in Vegas. So that was,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and and only that he stole some shit, and that was uh, that, that was the,
2: that was the extent. Yeah, other than that, that the,
1: he's not guilty. That either. was
2: the extent. Wow. So yeah,
1: Cosby was someone. Uh, so was it Cosby's like stand up or the show? Like, well, was-
2: I used to listen to, I used to listen to Dr. Demento back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that too. was my source of comedy. I really loved that um, wonderfulness album uh, where, you know, he does the bit about the chicken heart and, yeah. you know, like I just thought those, those bits were, you know they were storytelling they were solid they had character like you know i was just like this dude is so good you know and And what uh, a great guy too (laughs) so great i felt the
1: same way i was super let down.
0: i feel so blessed that i never liked him really like i was like his stuff it didn't appeal like and but i think part of i don't know why but it was like I think maybe it had to do with my dad liked him but the a friend of mine's older brother was had um for stand up like the stand up we listened to at that point was like it was Steve Martin and it was Richard Pryor like those yes. are the albums yes. we listened yeah. to all the time and it was like I just love that so much more. Yes. And well then- here's
2: the like I will I will say this Danny like you know my initial you know uh love of Cosby sort of led me down this path of studying all the greats. So, you know, like you start with Cosby and then you get to Pryor and then you go, oh man, like (laughs) the things this dude is doing and where he's drawing from, like, and I read, you know, Pryor Convictions and, you know, all those great biographies about Pryor. You just, but you just also come to realize the the things that he was drawing from I'm not going to ever be that destructive to be that funny you know what I mean like no it's not yeah
0: that's not going to be your that's not going to be your voice but I don't know about you but I'm always like the comics I and and comedy I love the most is the stuff I don't think I can do huh that's interesting so, so like I like seeing comics do stuff that like well, that would never be like that joke would never and you put me in a room for a hundred years with a typewriter. I'm never going to write that joke. Yeah. And I find that like fascinating because with the other stuff, I kind of know how it's done. Man, and sure. this is me sure. now. I guess sure. you're right though. At a time when I was younger, I had no idea what I could do or not do. And right. So, and obviously I liked a lot of pe- things that I would not hold up today prior sure. to
2: that. Sure, uh, sure. Um, it, it's funny. Like, it's just you know this path is so interesting because you never know exactly where it's going to take you, but if you trust it, it does take you to the right places. Like I was a fan of Gary Shandling's stand up before I was a stand up. Like I thought his takes on stuff were so funny, and he used to like he used to do that joke about seeing ugly people kissing in the mall, trust and us. I worked at the mall at that time, and I was like. <laughs> how did this dude see this? That's so funny. And then I became friends with Gary, oh, no. which you know, I was friends with him for 18 years. And you know, like the the friendship got deeper and deeper where we ended up writing together and but it was just like, I was a fan of his stand up before I did stand up, and then became friends with him. So you know, you just never, you it's never cool. know. what you know, what's what's coming your way.
0: Yeah. you're right it's the best thing about this business
2: gary
1: shandling my favorite joke of his was when he talks about uh maybe i want to marry my mom and he's like i've never seen anyone other than a blackjack dealer i was just there you know tell my
0: therapist yeah
1: i could watch that him tell that joke a million times and never don't laugh like yeah it's, yeah you know it's coming it's still just such a brilliant
0: yeah a person when i saw the joke that he did that was like um I think it was, he was talking about like seeing like the tiniest little house in the Hollywood Hills and yes. for like millions. And he's like, and the, the real, the realtor kept saying, but look at the view. And it's like, <laughs> for, for like $2 million, there should be boobs pressed. Yes, up against- yes,
2: yeah. Pla- yeah. 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 Pressed <laughs> up against the window. Yeah.
0: That was like, and then like, I, when I saw it's Gary Shanling show. I yeah. was like, I, cause I, I was not aware of all of it. It drew on things, but I, fucking loved that show. Yes. So much. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then obviously Larry Sanders and and you know, it's, it's... I mean
2: Larry Sanders to me was my favorite show on TV at the time and it's still one of my favorite shows that has ever been created. Like I just felt like it was so grounded in reality. Yeah. And the comedy all came from this very real place. Yeah. That I was just drawn to it, and so yeah. that's how that's how I met Gary, like I got cast on that show, and it's so it's, wow, it's like really? i said it's weird it's weird how life works, so I was a stand up and an actor, you know guest star and doing stuff. I got cast on that show as a writer, and I wasn't really writing for people at that time uh-huh and so I was this uh the episode. It was, it was an episode with John Stewart and I wow. played a writer on the show and Gary and I, you know, like I had guest starred on a couple of other things like married with children, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. so I knew what being a guest star was, you know, you just sort of pop in, you yeah. do your thing, you say yeah. your lines, you try not to piss anybody off and yeah. hopefully you do a good enough job where you don't get cut out and maybe they'll ask you back if you're lucky. Yeah. But that's the nature of the beast. So I went into it being a fan of that show and just so happy that I got cast to be on it. Yeah. Gary and I started talking on the set and we started talking about Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And he is a big Muhammad Ali fan, as I am. And we had this, you know, like 45 minute to an hour conversation about Muhammad Ali. And he started asking me, all these questions about you know what my experience has been like in the business and it was one of those kind of conversations where i mean you know how how typical conversations go in this business sure. they're very surfacy Absolutely. like around that time most of the conversations were did you think oj was guilty you know like that kind <laughs> <of thing. laughs> so
1: lighthearted easy
2: <laughs> <going>. <laughs> are you on our side right <laughs> are you- oh Can
0: that's so ready? funny the idea is so it's so it's so perfect now so, it's like
1: are you gluten-free? gluten-free yeah exactly do you have a cat
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh so
2: like it you know like i just came away from that experience feeling like Yo, I I liked this guy's stand up because that was hilarious. But just talking to him and connecting with him, like I like him as a person. And yeah. you know, I got invited to play in his game, yeah. and yes, I played basketball. in his game for 16 years. And his game was invite only. And
1: yeah. yeah, and and for the people listening, this is a you'll explain a basketball game that he hosted.
2: Yeah, he hosted is... this game on Sunday, cool. and the only rule of the game was you couldn't talk about the game. So <laughs> fight club.
0: yeah, fight it was it, fight
2: yeah. club. It was fight club with better jokes. That's what it was. Right. And but you couldn't
1: tell apparently. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And, and it was, it, it was like this great mix of people in the business that were smart and creative and ambitious and, you know, also loved basketball and loved Gary. And so yeah. it was the closest thing he had to, uh, to a family. Yeah. And, yeah. It was really special, and it was like my oasis from Hollywood in a very Hollywood situation, if that makes sense. (laughs) You know what I
0: mean? Is that where you met um, our mutual friend Kevin Nealon?
2: That is where Kevin and I
0: met. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Kevin played in that game. Sarah Silverman played in that game. And then occasionally we would get a weird guest star uh, <laughs> like Brad Pitt. So. <laughs> he couldn't wait to just
1: throw his shit out when he tried to judge. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dr.
0: <laughs> Dr. Dr. Ruth Westheimer, what are you doing here?
2: <laughs> well, it is funny. Like, uh, like, Jim Gray would show up usually – Like during the game or afterwards. So it was almost like we had a real, you know, professional commentator (laughs) for mediocre basketball. Like it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Would y'all get
1: pissed if he didn't do the commentary? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have one Uh, job, Jim. Jesus.
2: David Duchovny played in that game. And, you know, David Duchovny already has a lot of things working well for him. Like, you know, he's talented, he's good looking, and yeah he's a really good basketball player on top of that like he, he played he yeah uh, exactly it was
0: like come on dude really like, know, like when i found out john ham had a huge dick it was like come on, yes <laughs> <not> <laughs> what?
1: Really? like i gotta sleep every night just assuming it's tiny and that's what yes yes you yes, yeah, has that, that's that's helps helps got a big old hog hanging out that's what, what helps you me. sleep yeah
0: <laughs> that's enough already uh uh he's gonna pay in the next life <laughs> um, well, man, it, we, I, I think we are at the point in our show now. I mean, where we like to talk about the shit we've been watching. Yeah. Oh, wow. And. Wow and recommendations and it i'm curious is there been something that you've been like obsessed with or well you
2: you've given me i'm really bad about watching stuff like i i come to it late me too uh the the things that everyone's talking about i'm like uh, i guess right (laughs) (laughs) right Yeah, so, like two years later, I'll be like, Man, that show was the Sopranos is really good. <laughs> I,
0: I, I was that way with um, uh, I, I only had recently watched um, um, Succession, like, I uh-huh. missed through the whole beat while I was there. I was like, and, I, and then I felt like I couldn't even like tweet about it because sure, it was like, sure, that's a, I yeah, was that I,
1: way with a Veep. When Veep, came, I'm like, are shit? Really? Holy hell, this is. Uh, it's like, yeah, they've won like everything. How are you not watching Veep? What are
0: some? What are some? Of, what's an example of uh, those? I'll give
2: you an example of something. Well, I mean, I have too many of those, but I'll give you an example of something that that is like, just like a little obscure thing that I found that I like. Uh, Netflix has this show called Last Chance You that I oh. really <laughs> like. Um, is that, I, oh and, yes, I. That's amazing, by the way. Yes. Yeah, it's really too. Very it's, powerful. It's, it's, yeah, it's... Very it's powerful. It's exactly... Uh, if you want to see... Like, if you just want to root for people to just figure it out in a sports setting, uh, Last Chance U is um, is amazing. And, I, right I watched
1: that and, and with the feeling of, like, I don't have kids, and I'm like, I want... These like they're my kids. I'm like, come on, don't, yes. don't just stay. Yes. Come on. Man. Yes, <laughs> just like, yes, like just yes. Yes, go to practice. So your yeah, just, homework, please. You can do this. You can yes. do it. Yes. I'm like, I'm so emotionally exhausted by the time yes. I'm done with yeah. an episode.
2: It's- that's my that's my little show that I feel like, you know, I'm rooting for them, you know, and I and I hope that they can figure it out. That's yeah.
0: a that's a good recommendation.
2: Yeah. 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 So last chance use and it's and it's five seasons in. It starts out with these JUCO football programs. Yeah. And uh, this season, the newest season, is a basketball uh, program up in Oakland. And, and growing up in Northern California, it just reminds me of, of, uh, of all my NorCal hangouts and stuff.
1: Yeah, and you see some of the most talented athletes You've yes. Ever seen that? Yes. Like, don't
2: throw it away. Don't. Well, what's what's interesting too is all of those kids on that show. They feel like they're going to the next level, mm-hmm. and so few make it to the next level yeah. that they don't have a backup plan. They're not. They yeah. don't realize how crucial it is to lock in. You know what I mean? like yeah. I I feel like. You know, stand up. There's no rules to it, and you have to sort of be self-disciplined to succeed. Yeah, and it's very similar to sports in that way, where you have to love this to your core. Yeah, and put all the work in, and try to and minimize. Practice. Yes, you, have to, you, ha- you I mean, have to try and minimize all the pitfalls.
0: Yeah, I see that with musicians who are fantastic. Like my son is like a like I was a musician, but my son is like this amazing guitar, and it's because he just likes to practice like it's not like a yes to practice. yes he was yes. like on his like i, I watched him he just in his room or and, you know there'd be a moment when he wasn't doing anything he just said i'm gonna go upstairs and he's like and, and he's playing guitar for hours yes yes and, and 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 i never had that and that like but i did have that with comedy so it's a different story you know it's like yes I, yeah
1: there's that difference between like passion and like a hobby and yeah. yes I mean, you see the difference with passion it's like First one to practice, last one to leave, and then you go home, and then you keep shooting baskets in your driveway, and you're still like, you never stop. Yes.
0: Saw. yes. Yeah. What, so what, it, Jenny, anything for you?
1: You know, I, because I just saw that they added this to HBO Max, but the other two, which was uh, oh, yeah. a series that was on Comedy Central that uh, yeah. Chris Kelly, Sarah Schneider made, and it has Molly Shannon, and it's, they just put the first season on HBO Max. It is one of the funniest I, What's it? what's it called? The, the other two, basically the other
0: it's, two. Okay. It's the the other siblings two. of a famous, um, yeah, uh, like a,
1: a fam- like a thirteen year old uh, pop, pop star that, that that does like one viral video. That's how it starts
0: off. And <laughs> his name's
1: Chase, and they're like, it's Chase Dreams. Ken Marino plays his uh, manager, in his and his Streeter, which is somewhat like Scooter Brian. Yes, you know, like, yes. There, yes. yes, yeah. Molly Shannon is the mother. And then there's the two older siblings. One's trying to be an actor. One used to be a dancer. They're they're total losers. Oh, that's
2: fantastic. They have this. That's fantastic. Sweet
1: little brother that is all of a sudden blowing up and he's on, you know, in Times Square on on a billboard and shit. And they're like, okay. His, and his hit single was, I want to marry you at recess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching this. I'm I'm checking this out. Yeah, that works, that works.
1: Completely, you'll enjoy it. What about you, Danny?
0: Oh my God, you're just reminding me of like with Ken Marino, just to, like I came to this really late. I didn't even know this existed until like maybe two years ago and then watched there were two seasons. But have you ever see Bernie Love?
1: Yes. It's, the, so, the, it's like the, the, it's the
0: like, mockumentary of the
1: Bachelor. It, it's or a great Bachelor.
0: And yeah. Ken Marino in first season is the Bachelor. Yeah. And it is, and everybody who's funny, like it's uh, Natasha Leggero is yeah. one of the Bachelor, like trying to date him. She All never the contestants are
1: comedians. That
0: yeah. are like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And then second season, which is also funny, is June Diane Raphael, and 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 yeah. she's and it's just like it's really fun. Both of those are just they're brutal and funny, and they're great. And Bernie Love, look for it. Yeah, and
1: it, it's so silly, and like that's all I want to watch right now is things that make me happy.
0: Get yeah, um, I'm gonna
2: I'm going uh, highbrow this a little bit if you don't. Oh, here we go. Oh God, uh, I don't I'm know. Gonna start, to. I'm gonna start off with this this sentence. Okay. I watch a lot of documentaries. <laughs>
0: I don't know what let's continue, Suli. Let me, we, let me we, get my
2: monocle real quick. Hold on. I, I let's have
0: let's so title this episode, <laughs> "Trying Too Hard with Suli.
2: <laughs> Remember, I did preface this by saying I'm cocky. I
0: know. You, well, you, 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 you say you teed it up early. Yeah, what I teed it? it up. So what's the, what's uh,
2: the... I'll tell you just a great documentary. If you just want to feel like a little less pandemic-y and get out of your sense of being contained, Yes. The, um, the Rolling Stones documentary where they Watch tour, it. uh, Brazil and, uh, is fantastic.
0: What, what is it called? It's I...
2: on Netflix. It's, um, like Rolling Stones, R- Rio something. I'll it up.
1: I'm pretty sure shortly after this was when I saw an announcement that was like Mick Jagger is expecting another baby with the yes,
2: Brazilian
0: model.
2: Which... <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But it's it's they chronicle, you know, uh, the, when when they toured uh, Brazil and was Central it? America. This... It's actually like twenty sixteen ish. Wow. Yeah. So, but I, I I stumbled upon it one night and I was like, I feel like I'm somewhere else and well, did...
0: I'm on tour with the Rolling Stones. Right. Well, I want to see that. I watch I watched one that was out a recent one that came out called the Quiet One about Bill Wyman uh-huh. and it's all from his perspective where he was like. He had documented everything. He had a camera the whole time, and, and yes, that was that, that was really good.
2: Yeah, um, I'm gonna, it's I'm gonna, like I'm gonna, ole 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 something like that. I don't, I don't I'm know. Gonna look. I'm, a, I'll find it. <laughs> ole, ole ole. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Damn well, it, it! That's what I was going to call my autobug. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is just a stupid. Like this is just something I was watching something on YouTube. I think it was catching up on like just old, uh, old uh between two ferns. But then I saw. There's a guy in Dallas and maybe, you know, this guy, Gordon Keith. Did you ever hear no, about that? no. Gordon Keith. So I was, it's, I click on something and it is uh, it's called, it's a, it, I think it was like awkward Zach Galifianakis interview. Yeah. And it was prior to between two forms, but there's this guy, Gordon Keith, who was basically, he still does it, was between two Ferning, like clearly they saw this guy because will ferrell was on it and developed he's got to be the inspiration for what zach was doing on this because it is so and he he, at first you're wondering is he in on the joke yes it's like and i forgot what movie zach was in he's like how does it compare to how, how does this movie compare to to other to all the other movies what do you mean? All the other movies I've ever. Made? Like he asked him like really crazy. Money, and Whoa. and it's like, and it's, he's just genuinely funny. Yes. Like, yeah. So okay. Keith, I, I couldn't believe this guy exists. Okay. There's a legit, right. That's
2: one that, local yeah, thing.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Well, I say well, that one last night, Danny, the yes, was it snuff? Oh, up?
0: that Snuffbox. let me recommend that too. Cause I yeah. got it. Uh, Matt Barry and uh, Rich Fulcher had a show that aired six episodes many years ago called Snuffbox. It's on YouTube Premium, or yeah, okay. Twitter, and it is so. I, I don't even want to ruin it for you. It is yeah. so ridiculously absurd and funny. And they have these recurring bits. There's, well, I'll tell you the bit you sent me. P- we'll post that video. Yeah, Send post
1: that, that with a, the "fuck you" video.
0: Yeah. But basically, <laughs> every episode he approaches some woman. Who's like looking? One woman looking for an apartment. It's like, oh, you don't want to live there. You want to live in a nicer neighborhood, and they—it's re- chemistry. And it's yes. like, well, can I walk you? It's like, yes. I just need to return my. I just need to go visit my boyfriend, and and he just goes. Fuck you! And you like drops. So it, it's it's always an incredibly charming scene that yes. ends with her yes. mentioning boyfriend. Yeah. and he's like, well, and the, the and one that I the first one that I like
1: the first sequence of that was like, oh, let me help you with that. And he's holding an aquarium with all her fish
0: swimming. Yeah, around. yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, I'm here, and he's like, oh, no, no chivalry's not dead. It's like, well, my husband gets back from work, smashes fuck it. You. Fuck you!
0: Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. He does this recurring bit. So that's what I would recommend. That's and, hilarious. Uh, Sully, we'll that. thank you so much for being on our show. Uh,
2: yeah. this was this was amazing. I mean, come yeah. on. I I first of all, I didn't even know you guys did a podcast. And I'm like, well, we I like both
0: of them. <laughs> I like both of them. Yeah, no, I know. It's like we have a lot of cross. It's very weird that we've only met now.
2: Yeah, I, I it's that's really bizarre. Because we have yeah, so yeah.
0: many people cool in common but... that are happy
2: that we've met.
0: I know. By the way, yeah. but I'll post something on Instagram. The minute I posted your name on the first time we went hiking, it's like, Sully is the greatest guy you ever It's like, like, honestly. Oh, I was like, you fucking know Sully. I
1: know Sully. Isn't the fucking best? And he was like, no, it's like, no
0: one's, you're, you're, you're Tom Hanks. You're like, yeah, you just yes yes you're
2: you're america's sweetheart sully you know what you guys need to help me design my dating profile because this is the <laughs> this is what i need this is what i need
0: we're gonna talk i mean we haven't yes. have this talk anyway but this will be an off-the-air yes. talk on dating yes profile.
2: exactly yeah.
0: um exactly. anyway um it's it, it's great to talk to you and uh and thank you so much and i'll see you in the mountains i'm sure
2: absolutely and jenny will talk sneakers when we talk sneakers
1: of course we will talk sneakers We're mutual sneaker yes. heads
2: yes we but will. uh thank
1: you for being on
2: sully thanks guys so leave- thanks for having me this was Better. fantastic.
0: Jenny